on 89.9 The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton. And uh, via the wonders of Zoom, it is just fantastic to have a chat from uh, Caribou Anawim, Zaley O'Day. How are you, Zaley? Well, thank you, Clayton. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we are especially excited to have a chat to you. But tell us, first of all, uh, Caribou Anawim, I'm probably not saying it quite exactly right, but uh, what is the organisation of that? Well, Caribou Anawim, Caribou means welcome in Swahili. And Anawim is a Latinized Hebraic word, just because we can, why not? Yes. <laughs> um, meaning either the downtrodden and outcast of society or the victorious. So it's welcome to the way of victory. Nice. I love that. And we, we cater for people living with facial disfigurement or facial difference or visible difference. Yeah. But we at Caribou Anawim, we like to say facial disfigurement because not everybody's everybody's face is different but not every face is disfigured and it's a medical and legal term yeah and what's the what is that definition that makes that because I, as i was reading up about the, the organization that is something i i'd mark down to ask you about as well is how how do you we know what that you know it's a legal definition what does it actually mean in, in sort of reality good question it's just it's just a demarcation and the demarcation as far as I understand could be wrong um, is just a way of marking the difference yeah. in our places. It's, it's disfigurement. Like when you go and um, when you go and uh, Google in Google, Google Meets or whatever, no, not Google, um, for the dictionary meaning of yes. disfigurement, they usually use the face is disfigured. Yes, right. There you go. So it's just a demarcation, really. Mm. And, and this has been running since 2015. So we want to we hear more of the story and the work that you are doing as you get there. Let's share a bit of your story first. And I suppose the reason that you're involved in the organisation and, and started this, this up. Could you share some of your story with us? Yes. Um, well, I was born in 77, so um, marking my 44th year, and I was in a car accident at the age of 13 days old. Mm. So just as a newborn coming out of hospital, and a car accident happened, and they said, you know, um, the, the ambos came, and mum said, are you okay? They said to mum, are you okay? And she said, no, got this happening. But they, they didn't even care about the baby who, who upon entry back into the, um, back into the hospital, they then shone, shone the lights in my eyes and um, my brain, was, you know, my eyes weren't um, dilating. So that meant that there was something wrong with the brain. And from then I, I acquired a brain injury so I've got an acquired brain injury um, that's resulted in third nerve palsy, which means that my right eye is my my right eye is drooped. It's it's tosis, um, and it's usually down and out and looking to the side. And and at the moment, it's freeballing in there because I've had another difference again. In a few years, a few years ago, my eye changed so my face changed again and now I've had to get used to looking at it again mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And that process was like, oh, my gosh, is it is drooped and I can't open it any further. You know, not the fact that I had any control over the lid because that's what third nerve palsy is. It's, it's drooping of the lid and also the third nerve controls your eyelid and four of your six eye muscles. So that's what happened yeah. and life continued and then um, like right through right through life there's bullying there's teasing there's um and it doesn't stop it's relentless <laughs> it's relentless it doesn't okay. matter whether or not you go down to the shopping center now as a 44 year old i i still get stared at i still get avoided i still get um spoken down to would you believe mm. um yeah and that even happened in my undergrad because I wanted to become a teacher because I went to Kenya um, at 20 um, and hence the fact Karibu because yes. Karibu means is Swahili um, and Swahili is a um, language over in Kenya, one of their national languages. And, yeah, I went over there and thought... I need to do something. So in my undergrad years, even my undergrad years, um, even when I was teaching or becoming a teacher and my teaching um, rounds, people and the teachers, the teachers, Clayton, it was, it was, it was, a, it was an eye-opener even for me. <laughs> um, I was ready and I was prepared for the kids. The kids, I had the stories ready for, you know, um, junior, middle and upper primary. Yep. But in my first, my first real um, teaching round, I got approached by my potential colleagues saying, walking across the quadrangle and this guy just piped up and he's like walking across the quadrangle like this and he just said to me, do you really think that teaching is, is what you should be doing? And I said, hmm, why would you say that? And he, of course, pointed to my face and my eye. And um, that was the first time um, that I thought that, um, oh, wow, this is, this is, this is pretty, mm. pretty shocking. The fact that my own people, um, the, the, my own profession um, would think that, and then yeah. I got the, and then I got the parents' looks, and I had thought in my naive little state that if I had the wherewithal, if I had the brains, if I had the cognition power to actually get to uni and also to be in education, then I ought to be able to have the nouns to be able to teach. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, to begin to learn how to. Teach. Seems to make sense to me. Yeah, um, but that wasn't the case. So I had the occasional, you know, the occasional stares mm. or the looks or the over the yeah. I'm 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 the, the the different kinds of staring that people do when they're not staring. Yeah. So my radar went up, and I was like, oh dear. So that continued. I had. Um, in third year, I had um, a teacher actually going to write that in my report, would you believe? 
that she didn't think that I was um, capable as a teacher because of my face, because of my eye. Wow. Mm. And so I thought, well, I'm not the only one that's doing this. I'm not the only one. And so I am a Christian and I felt the Lord ask me, well, I, I had the name Karibu Anwin for 20-odd years, would you believe? Yeah. So in my 20s, I had it. And yes. then 20 years later, um, he said, now go and, go and do it. Mm. Go, go and create it. And it's like, what's this for, Lord? Does he tell you? Mm-mm. He does not tell you. He says, just do that. And so I did it. And so we've wound up to being a place and space whereby we are training, equipping and nurturing people living with facial disfigurement and also providing training to professionals um, who want to um, better their inclusive practices because we all have our, because we all have our um, unknown bias. And our unknown bias, and now I'm also completing my PhD in this area. So I'm trying to, (laughs) I I can give you lists and realms, lists of um, references. Um, But in 2019, um, they found that we have an implicit bias towards disfigurement, patient Mm. So it doesn't matter what you say on the outside. Um, you might say, oh, no, I'm, you know, I like you. You know, you're, you're fine. And, you know, when you get to know us, we're fine. Mm. <laughs> There's no problem. And you can see past the disfigurement. Yes. But it's getting past the disfigurement is, is, that, is the, that is the issue, yeah. even, even in, edu- even in um, employment and yeah. um, wanting to create families like... Yeah. Um, and what's the reason for that, Zaley? Is there, you know, said that the, that's an implicit under, sort of thing that occurs. Mm-hmm. Why is that the case? Is there an understanding on why us as humans would do that implicitly? Um, and is there a way to train ourselves out of doing that? Well, good questions. They didn't actually go into that conversation um, during that, but I do have, a few ideas myself. I think that, um, well, God's word says what he does. He says, concentrate on what is good, what is kind, what is pleasing, you know, what is what is pretty, right? That's what we do. And the second one is, yes, we can, we can train ourselves out of it, I think, to a degree, or at least become aware of our unknown bias and what we do and what we don't do. For example, I think that um, the disfiguration of our faces came from the world wars. And, but back then, if the guys were coming back disfigured and had, you know, their noses off and half their faces off and that sort of stuff, that's where um, plastic surgery and um, prosthesis actually kicked off that's that's the whole point where they they did that um but back then we knew where they came from we knew Mm. what 
what they what had transpired for them. So it was shush, don't stare. It's rude to stare. And back then, you know, back then, um, there's there's research being done on, um, you know, um, um, wives leaving their husbands because they can't stand looking at them, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which you know would have gone well for their PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> But um, it was used. It used to be called shell shock. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and 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 fast forward to today, it's it not much better. Yeah. We're going to be back with uh, Zaley O'Day in just a couple of minutes' time as we talk through uh, more around uh, what it means to both live and how we interact. As exactly, uh, Caribou Anna. Wim is all about trying to encourage and and train a whole host of various people as well as encourage and counsel those who are living day to day with facial disfigurement. Plus, Zaley has uh, four things, four key things that we can all do, every single one of us can do on a daily basis, which can make a difference. So we're going to hear about that as well next here on 89.9 The Light. In conversation with Clayton. On 89.9, The Light, you're in conversation with Clayton and Zaley O'Day from Karibu Anawim is my guest. We've been hearing her talking about um, facial disfigurement and the, the training, the counselling uh, that uh, they do, both for those who uh, have facial disfigurement and those in workplaces who want to uh, learn how to ensure that they interact with those who have facial disfigurement uh, in the best way possible, which I think Zaley hopefully all of us do want to, as you said, you're already, even, you know, today, um, you know, there, there are moments that uh, there is still bias towards you. You know, there's people staring, there's still, you know, a form of um, separation that's really occurring between others as they, they meet you and, and others who may have facial disfigurement. Um, some of the key things that you've discovered before we hear these four key principles that we want to uh, really enact together the work that you have done through this incredible organisation, um, is there a, one story or something that you sort of tend to say, oh, look, when I'm at the dinner party, uh, this is the story I love to share about the impact that the organisation's having. Do you have a, a great story? And we understand if you can't use people's names. Yes. Um, we are, we're the only organisation worldwide that I know of, that I know of, um, that um, provide counselling worldwide. So we're doing Zoom at this moment in time. I, I do Zoom as well with my clients. We've got um, people over in um, Thailand, um, UK, US. There's a beautiful um, family that found me and um, Karibu Anwim. And um, we've been travelling together for two years and over two years now because it's when you have a facial disfigurement when you live with a facial disfigurement it doesn't stop and um you've got to learn different skills and put different skills you know um into action and you've got to practice them so um this family came from overseas and um, I've been able to assist the mother and the child and 
what I've really personally liked is the fact that this child has third nerve palsy. So she's a little, she's not a mini me by <laughs> imagination, <laughs> but um, I have personally been able to help her mother on the, on equipping her in order to help her child. And now the conversation is entirely different. Um, and, you know, the mother's saying, but, you know, you need to come to Miss Saley. Miss Saley is great. And, and the child's like, no, but I need to talk to you. And it's like, mum, if she wants to talk to you, you've done what we've, what we've, you know, what we've done, you've implemented and you're implementing well. Yeah. So kudos to you, mum. How fantastic is that? I absolutely love it. Um, Zaley, something you also mentioned in our previous conversation a couple of minutes ago was that there, you have a, a, a Christian faith as well. And you, in fact, you believe that that was part of why you were asked to start this organisation. How does your faith impact the work that you do as you, you live life and, and help others? It impacts on my work every day because I pray and I say, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to uh, interact? What do I need? What does this client need? How do I? It's it's a um, team effort. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a team effort. So it, it, it's like breathing air. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Now, we've uh, said as well that there's uh, doing the four things, the four things that we can do. Explain, first of all, how, how this came about, and then we want to definitely learn the four things we can do as we uh, make a better world and interact best with people who have facial disfigurement. Yeah. Um, well, I got to thinking about what four things or what things could we do, and, and they're basically simple, right? So first, you smile. Second, you say hello or say hi. Third, you assume they're intelligent. Mm. That is a big thing because a lot of people out there, even teachers, um, think that people living with facial disfigurement are less intelligent. And that could not be further from the truth most of the time. I mean, if you've got other issues with your facial disfigurement, like any craniofacial issues or anything else like that, then there might be a slight mental um, um, impediment that way. But mostly yes. we do have the ability to actually answer a question. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so to recap, first, we smile. Second, we say hi. Third, we assume intelligence. And fourth, we ask a genuine question politely. Yep. May I know? Can I ask? Yep. Would you mind me asking? Most people will say, we'll actually give you um, what was wrong or what's up. Yeah. Um, most people. And what we advocate for is actually asking and in our society as i've said before we've been shush it's rude to stare it's rude to ask questions it's rude to avoid but we what do we do when there's a red hot ferrari going past yeah well we we, we 
Go Darren. for it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. We, we, all, all the, all the others' cars, their Fords, the, you know, the Volvos, and everything that pales into consideration, doesn't it? So we automatically look for difference and yep. look towards difference. It's just how we interact with difference that is the key here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think the remarkable thing, uh, Zayla, here is that this is not just, I think, actually a, a great um, process for us to all live through for those who may have facial disfigurement, but for anybody who we consider different to who we are. What a fantastic basis to actually work with as well, if it's somebody from a different culture that we've never uh, come across before. You know, I, I think of, wow, what a, a great process for me to talk to my kids about that um, for somebody who has facial disfigurement, smile, say hello, uh, assume intelligence, as you said, and ask a genuine question politely. And I know that that politely bit is an important part of it as well. Um, and, and that's what, what a fantastic opportunity to then truly interact with each other, right? Rather than be on that, that suddenly we're in a conversation. Uh, we're not sort of standing uh, on different different parts and, and looking at each other or pointing at each other. We're actually becoming one in a conversation there. Correct. And what I'd like to also point out is that you have not done the wrong thing if they say, no, go away mm. or words to that effect. Yes. Um, because what I like to say or what we like to say is that you've done the right thing, but you're not responsible for their reactions and how they react. Mm. I reckon nine, eight out of eight or nine out of ten people are going to say, "Oh yes," um, and give you I don't know a pirate story if they're not really worried about it. But I mean, you don't know how many times that day they've been asked. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or they've been stared at, or or that you know, um, there's times that people look at me and I turn literally turn a blind eye because I've had enough for that day. <laughs> Yes. Or, yes. or I, sm I smile, of course, and yes. I say hi. Yes. <laughs> but I just don't. I don't go and um, introduce myself and say, oh, "I'm sorry," you know. I've, you know, got a blind eye. One funny thing I will tell you. I've got time. Yes, go for it. Okay, one funny thing. I was at Coles, right, and I was talking out loud to myself, and I was thinking I was getting some um, shaved shaved turkey, I think, and I was like, oh. What goes with turkey again? And and this guy's on my on my blind side, right? And yes. so I've said, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I've if I bump into you, I can't see you on that side. So therefore people automatically know that I'm blind on that yep. side or I've got something not quite right, you know. Yes. So therefore that's creating a sort of thing, subconsciously if it's not consciously, right? And so I'm yabbering on, so what is it that goes with turkey? And he said, cranberry sauce. He said, I know which aisle it is in. I'll yes. take you there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he literally not, he nearly goes to hold my hand, but he doesn't quite hold my hand and he can't find it. So he actually goes to a person to actually ask what aisle it is in because yeah. it wasn't in the aisle that he was in. And I'm so I'm chuckling, right? I'm yeah. chuckling to myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not completely blind and yes. I possibly do know where I can find the <laughs> cranberry yeah, yeah. sauce. Anyway, so not only that, we go down the aisle. He then 
picks out the cranberry sauce that I should have, hands it to me and thinks he's done his, his um, community service for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, what am I supposed to do with that? It's not, oh, <laughs> thank you. And so off I took and I actually purchase it and I laugh all the way home. I love it. I love it. That's great. Um, yeah. Zaley, before we let you go, I, I want to ask you a, a, a question. And, and part of what I love in this job is I get to ask questions that maybe you shouldn't ask, but I'd like to ask them so we all can get, get help and learn. Um, and one is this, in those four that you said, you know, do the four, smile, hello, say hello, assume intelligence, ask a genuine question politely. Um, is, is it is it a, the best way forward as I meet somebody who may have facial disfigurement to ask that question straight away or is it better for me to have a conversation for a while and then ask that question? Um, is it because we, you know, is there sort of this moment where we go, we sort of do have to talk about this because we, or are we, or is it okay to just never talk about the fact that, well, actually someone may have facial disfigurement if you sort of follow what I'm, I'm asking? Well, I think what you're trying to say is when do we say it? Yeah. And it depends. If you're going, if you're going, you know, if you're in that shopping centre and you're, you know, second in line, you know, um, and you've got them either before you or after you and you want to have a conversation or you're having this, you know, smiling conversation, um, then you can just say, hi, smile, you know, how are you? You know, I've noticed that there's something on your face or, you know, something up with your face. You know, can I can I know about it? What's your story? Um, and sometimes it doesn't really need to come up. It's only if um, you've got little kids yeah. and little kids, you teach your children to yeah. do the fall because that, right. they like staring like yeah. this. <laughs> I'm showing everybody like what, yes. <laughs> what I'm supposed to be doing and kind of gawking at the camera. <laughs> um, and, and parents get really scared and concerned. But all I had to do is do the fall. Yeah, and I love that. It is either with the parent or without the parent. Yeah, that's right. Parents, you need to learn how to do the fall and you need to say and have that conversation that if the person says no, go away, then that's not their problem. You've done the right thing. That's your pep talk beforehand. Yeah. Um, and you do it together. Yeah, it's great. Love it. It's fantastic. Um, Zaylee, it's been wonderful just having a chat with you and hearing your story and the story of uh, Caribou Anawim as well. So thank you so much for uh, your time today. And uh, we wish you all the best with all the work that you are doing. Thank you for the work that that is and uh, for the help that you have provided to all of us as well. Thank you. Zaylee O'Day, my guest here on 89.9 The Light.